Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, Beth. Hi, Jenna. How are you? Great. Really? Just happy to be with you. As per usual. Well, that's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so glad to be with you. What's happening in your world? As well. You know, it was the end of the year mm-hmm. a little bit ago. It was. You know what happens at the end of the year? People look at how much money they spent in Ooh, the year. Oh, is that a thing? It's not a thing for do? me personally. Okay, got but it. But it is a thing for my husband. Oh, my. And so he looked at how much money we spent last year and he about had a coronary. No. This makes you mad when you sit down and look at it all. I mean, I would be mad at myself if I ever looked at that. <laughs> but right, I that's don't. like me. I just avoid it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Anyways, you know, we did Dave Ramsey a long time ago. We got me out of all of my student loans. We paid off all of our debt Way in that go, way. Wait a Jenna. That was like a long time ago. Well, old news. Old news. It's new to me. So I'm <laughs> celebrating it. Thanks, Beth. Yeah. So now we're doing Dave Ramsey again. We're back to envelopes. We get our daily allowance every week. It goes in my envelope. Okay. And you know, I'm really competitive. So I'm like, did you spend money this week? I didn't. No. And it's like so fun to win. And like, I have so much money in my envelope left over from last week. It's so great. Wow. I know. This is the first time I've thought this competition thing could come in handy because I'm not a competitive person. You've never thought my competition could come in handy. Literally never. (laughs) I just don't relate to it at all. I'm just very go with the flow. I mean, Mike is not competitive back at me. He's like, yeah, obviously I had to buy lunch today. He's like not worried about it. (laughs) Not bothered. Not buying in. He's not taking the bait. No. He's like, whatever, you got stuff in your envelope, who cares? But friend, can we just tell them, it was like so wild that I went on this eight day. Yes. One of the fruits of this retreat is I've got to get my financial life together in order. In order. And I was like very nervous to tell you, like, this is going to change our routine, you know, yeah, it's like, going to change our relationship. It is. I mean, we do, we, we eat out together, whatever. Right. And by God's grace, when I called you, you had come to the same thing. So now we're doing this together. It's very exciting. It is exciting. I also was nervous. Yeah, sorry. I was like, all the same things. Yeah. What am I going to do? This is like when Beth and I talk about anything, because usually we're just heads down in our computers working away, right. you know? So anyway, we're going to have a new normal. Mm-hmm. We're going to go upstairs and make lunch instead of drive to get lunch. Right. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> me too. Anyway, all this to say, people ask me sometimes, about how blessed is she started. And I was just thinking about it this weekend when I was thinking about Dave Ramsey because he taught me so much about not going into debt. And that's been something that's like very important to me is to not have debt in my personal life, but also I never wanted to have debt with blessed is she. It was always really important to me that I only create and make something if I have the money to be able to create and make it. So even from that first year that Blessed She started in 2014, I did a pre-order of an Advent prayer journal and I just made it through a super free, super not fancy website and mm-hmm. made an Advent prayer journal because prayer journaling was always really important to me. And like 700 women pre-ordered it. 
So then I had the funds to be able to pay for this book as opposed to, I'll just put this on my credit card and like hope that I get money back. So it wasn't like conscious. It was just something that was part of our life. Like our life was, you don't ever accumulate debt. Right. Anyway, and I've gotten some flack for that sometimes like with bookkeepers or tax people or, you know, the bank who wants me to have good credit. (laughs) And I'm like, sorry, guys, have you met Dave Ramsey? That just doesn't exist with Dave Ramsey. You just don't have good credit because you don't go into debt. So then you don't build credit. Anyway, so it's always just been cool to me to see how everything that we do here in Blessed Is She is paid for by a product that we're making You know, I haven't been around since like the very beginning, but early on, and it's been really cool to see your stewardship of the ministry. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't even go full time for years. Yeah. Shortly before I was full time. (laughs) Totally. Six months before. Yeah. Yeah. You were like still doing the deal, respiratory therapist, working at the hospital, raising your kids, doing Blessed Is She on the side. Right. All trying to be like a good steward of your time and your gifts in the ministry. And it's crazy to look back at that, to think back on it and to see how God like exploded the ministry and the reach and like met a need in the church and in the hearts of women. And like now we're going back kind of building the infrastructure. Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) It was awesome to be at our leadership weekend a few months ago with Mm -hmm. you and Nell And just a joy for me to have you guys both together and to be with you because I love you both so much. And we got to be with Father Parks as well, Mm -hmm. which he's like, you know, third tier on my love list. Okay, (laughs) that's not true. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. But he was so helpful to us that weekend. Yeah. A true gift. We did organizational health, talking about our core values and our core mission. It was like a really clarifying weekend. To take this five-year-old and to like name it and to, <laughs> kind to like of label characteristics of a five-year-old. Yeah. Okay. So we established our core purpose, our operational definition, because, you know, core purpose can be like kind of missional and it's like, well, that's a nice idea, but what does that actually mean? Okay. Yeah, so how now, do you do that? Exactly. Yes. So now here's our operational definition. And then again, like our core values. How would you describe us? What defines us? Okay, are you ready? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, our core purpose, aka why do we exist, is a sisterhood of women who want to grow together in their Catholic faith. You guys, it took us like 45 minutes. It was longer, friend. It was longer than that. To nail down that one sentence. It's very (laughs) intentional, despite what you may be thinking. I mean, that sounds very simple. It does. It was not simple. It's like when you tell people, like, have a mission statement for your family or have a mission statement for your life. Totally. And you think it's like a flippant thing, but then you spend an hour trying to really nail down what your mission statement is. Yeah. Yeah. And you get four people in the room who all have a lot of wisdom to input and experience. And then to say, well, my experience of Blessed Is She is this. So that needs to be expressed in the mission statement. Right. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah, we were just hashing it out. But we did it. Yeah, we did. Can you repeat it? A sisterhood of women who want to grow together in their Catholic faith. I think that captures us. That's what we're doing here. I mean, an hour later. Yeah, it better (laughs) capture us. We are a sisterhood of women. We want to grow together, prayer and community, grow together in 
their our Catholic faith. Yeah. Beautiful. It's the best. It's clear. Yeah. It's concise. Yeah. It can even, I think, <laughs> be boiled down further into those two words, grow together, mm-hmm. which I love. Okay, now what does that actually mean? Our operational definition, a.k.a. How do we do it? Jenna? We create beautiful and accessible resources, products, and experiences to foster community and deepen faith, both online and in person. Woo! Wow. That one gets me fired up. Does it? Why? Fired It's like very up. long-winded. I feel kind of no. tired. What? <laughs> I feel like it, it like captures everything. We create beautiful and accessible. Okay, first of all, stop right there. Right. We really went back and forth over having two descriptors. They are both <laughs> beautiful and accessible. You guys, inside peek into how long this actually took. Was Literally hours. hours. Beautiful and accessible. Okay, and now there are three categories of beautiful and accessible things we create. Resources, products, and experiences. Can't, what? Can't leave out that experience. No, we can't. No. And why do we do those things? To foster community and deepen faith. There it is again. Prayer and community. Yes. Both online and in person. People don't always get that, that last part. They think we're just a little Instagram account. A little website, (laughs) little little website. They're like, what's that little online thing you're doing? I'm like, no, pal. (laughs) How do you explain to people what it is? I always say, I try in humility to be patient. They're like, what do you do? I work for a Catholic women's ministry. They're like, what are you doing today? They do. The people in the coffee drive-thru always say that to me. What are you doing today? When you used to go to the coffee when drive-thru. I, yep. Dave, <laughs> Dave Ramsey okay. told me no more coffee drive-thru. Yeah. <laughs> what are you up to? Just headed home to work? Oh, what do you do for work? I Sometimes I say I run a, or I work for a Catholic women's ministry. Yeah. I love sharing about Blessed Is She with people like that because I can say, do you have Instagram? I always try to explain we are online because that's the central meeting place. Everyone is online. And then we harness the power of that online community to flesh out in-person relationships in their geographical area. So the whole point is not that you would come and be like filled up by the online part, although that does happen. That is a natural grace and fruit. The point has always been to get together in person, yeah. which is why retreats were such a part of your heart and your vision from the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Retreats changed my life. I remember the very first retreat, which I'm sure I've said this before. <laughs> I was just standing there in the back. I was just weeping. Blessed is she was just such a gift to me that me asking 20 women to write daily devotions with me every day was for me to read the word and to pray every single day. Asking women if they wanted to do an Advent prayer journal was for me to have accountability to use my Advent prayer journal. Hosting and putting on a retreat for 150 women was for me to sit there amongst 150 women and be reminded how good our God is. And you guys know, I wrestle a lot with doubt in the Lord, in the faith, and just that this is a sisterhood of women (laughs) who want to grow together. Yeah. 
I want to grow in our Catholic faith. I want to grow in my love of the Lord. So from the beginning, five years ago, that's what the intention was, was for me to have these women to grow with, those 20 women who said yes, Mm. those 700 women who bought an Advent journal, those 150 women who signed up for a retreat for this little teeny ministry in Tempe, Arizona. We all just wanted the same thing. So it just makes my heart so happy that, you know, 10 hours later, we could write that down in a sentence. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I want people to try it. Try to come up with a mission statement for your life, Mm. you know, for your vocation, for your family. It's so innate and it's so aspirational. There's a precision that it requires that takes a lot of time, you know? Yeah. So then what do we do next, Beth? Okay, so then we nail down our core values, which essentially is our behavior. How do we yeah. behave? And there were three categories of that, which was wild. How intense and <laughs> specific do we have to be? Turns out. Very. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the first category is like the foundation. It's called permission to play. You're ineligible if you don't have these three characteristics. They were pretty easy. Do you want to say them? Faithful. So even if you're struggling with something here or there with church teaching, Mm. even if you're having a time of desolation with the Lord, that you're faithful, Yeah, that you remain faithful to him, faithful to the church. Because I think at all times in our lives, we're going to struggle with something here or there. For sure. Just remain faithful, persevere. The second one is kind, Mm -hmm. which I love. I think kind is different than nice. Well, I think nice can be like very placating or even condescending, but kind Mm -hmm. is like a spiritual posture of being self-giving and receptive of the other person. So that was simple. We all had that on our list, I think, Mm -hmm. when we were just brainstorming individually, privately, and then to look and say like, oh yeah, this is obviously innate. Like you have to be kind to be a part of this, to be a part of our team. Yeah. And then the third one, one of my personal favorites, <laughs> totally. which is why it's in the top three, yeah. is team player. I just love teams. Mm-hmm. They make me so happy. I'm not the best leader, but I'm growing and trying. Friend, I think you're a great leader. I do have a lot of room for growth, sure. but I do want us all to be team players and mm. I want us to support each other and be there for each other. So that's really important to me. Well, that was a huge part of our discussion, right? About like being a part of a healthy team. Yeah. And a lot of this comes from Patrick Lencioni's The Advantage. I mean, he's a genius in terms of healthy culture and workplace dynamics. But being a team player is different from my experience of mm. even working at a parish where people are like working in their silos and you kind of get together for a larger meeting and you're just giving an update from your area of expertise and influence. Yeah. Whereas we're saying we want our culture to be more supportive and our area. Yes. Our areas to be integrated and we need the prayer support, the input, the manual labor from other people on the team. Okay. So those are our like permission to play. You have to have that to like do this with us. But then our core values are our breath right? Mm -hmm. They're just in the water. This is how we are, Mm -hmm. what we are. And those are joyful, humble, magnanimous. Friends, 
Do you know what magnanimous means? Magnanimous is generous or forgiving. It's a word Father Parks uses all the time. He prays all the time to be humble and magnanimous. So I had kind of adopted that way of praying and thinking, like, I do desire to be humble and magnanimous. And I think we all do. And like, we'd all caught that. So I think that's in us already. And yet we're becoming that more and more, more joyful, more humble, thanks be to God, and more magnanimous. Okay. So after we nailed down these very clear words of joyful, humble, and magnanimous, which we always have to still look up, (laughs) (laughs) but which we strive to do every single day. The third value set that we came up with was our aspirational values. So these are what we as a ministry aspire to do as a ministry, as a team. Beth, do you want to share what those are? Yeah, I loved this category to say, this is where we're drawn. We're not there yet, but we're with magnanimity, we're stretching toward it. Yeah. So the first would be make disciples who make disciples. So that's kind of two in there. That's a twofer. We want to be discipled and we want to be disciplers. So we're in relationship with Jesus, in intimacy, we're growing in holiness all the time, but that's not an end in and of itself. It has to be fruitful. We're making disciples in our discipleship as well. And the second is missional, that we're always kind of looking for opportunities where God's inviting us to expand and to serve. And I think that's expressed in a lot of ways, in a lot of things that we do. Yeah, I mean, I think the aspirational values are in everything we do almost, even from the daily devotions. We want to be disciples of Jesus and that that just overflow in every single thing that we do in our lives. That making disciples who make disciples, we can't help but tell other people about the Lord. We can't help but tell people everything about this life whether that be our kids, our family members, our friends. The ministry is the fruit of a relationship with Christ. Correct. Yeah. Do you know what I loved about being so intentional as to nail down these value sets was they're true for the ministry, but they have a personal application. They're who I am and who I want to be and who I'm called to be. So I think it was just really beautiful to have a vision and a goal to say, this is where I'm going. I'm being developed. I'm being perfected. I'm being purified from glory to glory. And that's even expressed and lived in the ministry that I work for. So cool. What a Mm -hmm. gift. Totally. Well, I think it all comes down to the fruit that we're bearing. What are we doing in our own personal prayer lives? What are we doing in our own personal pursuit of character and being formed by the Lord is all going to come out Mm. into every part of our lives. My brain is exploding with what you just said. Relationship in the Holy Spirit is generative. Like it creates life. So the more that I'm brought to life, the more that I'm restored and God restores my life to me, It's naturally going to bear fruit in the world. Yeah. And that's what blessed is she is. Mm -hmm. That gives me chills. It's so exciting to live with a mission. Yeah. And it's exciting to know it's not on you. It's just me going to the Lord. Yeah. And he's going to make it all happen through me. It's not me striving for it. Totally. It's the overflow. It's the fruit. 
of what we're personally doing with the Lord. It's the consequence. It's like yeah. the natural consequence of a Effect. life. Yeah. There <laughs> we go. Keep on words. Just synonym. Synonyms <laughs> for fruit. <laughs> I think of that even with my friendships, even with my marriage, with my parenting. All of this is just the effect of me being with the Lord, my private, secret place, mm-hmm. time with the Lord. Yeah. It reminds me, one of the things that people often comment about like my personality is that I'm really joyful. Humble and magnanimous. <laughs> I am also <laughs> humble and magnanimous, but I have yet to have that casually come up in conversation. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Always growing. But people do often like comment on my joy and I just have to like chuckle with the Lord because mm. that would not be my natural temperament mm-hmm. at all. I have some sanguine in me, but I also have some melancholic in me. And my way of thinking growing up, like my childhood, I would have been just kind of more of a down in the dumps, negative kind of, honestly, even describing that person doesn't feel true right? because I'm so far away from who that person was. The Lord has restored my joy. I'm only joyful because of the Lord, right? because of what he's done for me. That wouldn't be my natural inclination or disposition. And yet he's renewed me to the point that I'm not striving for. I don't have to choose to be joyful. It has overridden all of the other ugliness, negativity, disappointment. That's not to say that I'm never disappointed. Those things come and go. But now my rock-solid disposition is joy because of the Lord. It's so cool. Yeah. Are you feeling joyful about Dave Ramsey? You know, I am. Wow. Honestly, like just having a plan, that was a hurdle for me on the retreat is to look at these areas of my life that are out of order and to defeat those, you know, kind of natural negative patterns of thinking or like, I've tried this before. You know, I'd done Dave Ramsey before too, but just never totally took it to heart, like only got so far as meeting the goal, Yeah. you know, Mm -hmm. like my whole lifestyle didn't change. And, you know, the same in like other areas of my life that just need some reordering. Praise God, I had eight days because I could like sit with the Lord and very honestly communicate all of my disappointment in my previous efforts, all of my concern that I couldn't change, that I can't do it. It's really empowering just to have a plan and a name for it. Praise God, I have some friends who are really well-trained in all things Dave Ramsey, and they're going to meet with me and help me to have a budget. And I'm even more confident about it, Jenna, because we're doing it together. The Lord (laughs) inspired us. Yeah. Put it on both of our hearts. To grow together. Wow. (laughs) I think it's cool when there are people in your life that are open to the Holy Spirit and listening to the Holy Spirit, and you can see how clear he is. It's just like super cool mm-hmm. to see confirmation of like, oh, this is the Holy Spirit inspiring this in Mike and you and me. And also just like saying, I know I'm asking you to grow. I know this is challenging yeah. or intimidating. So here's some support. You have me. I'm in it with you. This is the Lord speaking. Right. But also let me give you some practical supports in your life to help you to be obedient. Yeah. I noticed when like my food is in order and my finances are in order, when my life is well-ordered, 
it's easier to grow in virtue. The practical things that seem so challenging really make us happy. (laughs) Discipline makes us happy. So I think it's interesting because something like Dave Ramsey, getting your finances in order, whatever that looks like, getting your house in order, your garage, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like living a well-ordered life externally really lends itself to interior freedom. Yeah. And so I think we've kind of done that here with the ministry. We're kind of getting our house in order to like live a right ordered life. Yeah. And it makes discernment so much easier, right? Mm -hmm. We've gone back so many times to like, how does this event, opportunity, product fit into our core values? How is it expressed in our core values? How does it fit into our mission? And it really just helps. Yeah, there's clarity. Totally. And I think that's what something like Dave Ramsey does too. Yeah. Well, Beth. (laughs) Yeah, Jenna. Can't wait to make lunch with you. Me too. I'm excited. so fun. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for your vision, your invitation to live a right, ordered life. Thank you for the grace to do that and to make changes. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you be poured out over each one of us, that we would have the courage to make the changes and the courage to align our lives with your will and your vision for our freedom and wholeness and healing. Thank you for what you've already done, and thank you for what you will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Beth. Thank you, Jenna. Chat soon. Okay. (laughs) Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedishe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.